March 3rd, 2021. It's the Watt for Pedro Show. I've got a beer drinking baby while she drinks both night and day. I've got a beer drinking baby while she drinks both night and day. Well, she's never satisfied till she uses all my pain. She drinks beer in the morning, beer in the night. Come home raising sand, all she wants to do is fight. She is my beer drinking baby. Well, she drinks beer all the time. She drinks beer so often, I'm afraid I'll go stone blind. She drinks beer all the time. Well, she drinks beer so often, I'm afraid I'll lose my mind.
Hot for Pedro Show. Happy Wednesday. Rain is the third day of rain this year in SoCal, so kind of need it. <laughs> and uh, uh, start off the show, John Coltrane. Now, this is maybe the first recording he did playing tenor. It's when he was with uh, Billy Valentine doing a tune called Beer Drinking Baby, 1949. You know, he, was, he started on the alto, and Cleanhead Vincent, I think, got him to switch that tenor. Uh, after that was Taboo, For Your Eyes Only. And I got two of the, well, I don't know. We're going to learn about the history of Taboo, but some of the members are right here. Chris and Bond, welcome aboard. Hey. hey. And, uh, yeah, people, I'm not man alone because of those uh, software engineers in Estonia with the righteous Skype invention. Uh, where are you guys talking to me from? We're in Maine right now. Yeah, my ears perked up when you were talking about rain in California because <laughs> we're in icy Maine, and it's bright and sunny out, so we're kind of reversed right now. <laughs> are you in the big town? No, we're in the no town. We're, we're actually in a town called Troy, which uh, it's – feel like i don't want to say it's only claim to fame but probably it's most prominent was being a uh, featured in stephen king's tommy knockers <laughs> <laughs> oh like uh kind of uh monsters or, or spirits or some it, shit definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There. i think tommy knockers is, is it aliens yeah i think it's aliens okay it's an alien crash, and the way they describe it, you're like, oh, that's basically behind our house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And I, Well, he's a New England guy, right? Yeah, yeah he's a Maine. A Mainer. He's a Maine guy, yeah. They call him Mainers, the... right? <laughs> they <Yep>. do. <laughs> one time, I'll tell you about, I did play the, I played the Big Town a lot of times, and one time was in August, maybe 30 years ago, and it was 100 degrees. It was very rare. It, it was oh, a club. Yeah. It started with a Z, Zydeco or something. I can't remember its name. God, that's the thing about Alzheimer's. You're always playing new pads and meeting new people, learning yeah. new songs. Yeah, keep it fresh. <laughs> okay. okay, Chris, Bar, who wants to go first? Because I want to talk about you guys' journey through music, how you got to where you are now music-wise. You can start. Okay. Okay, um, Chris, your earliest musical recollection, please. Oh, my God. Well, the thing about it is I grew up in kind of a crazy household uh, and it was kind of like a diabolical Catholic scene, you know, kind of very, de very devilish and very uh, Italian Catholic scenario. And my um, different people in the house listened to different music and it was music was on all the time. It was um, my grandmother was into the 40s type stuff, but she would talk about specific songs, but played this now still famous. I know I just found out recently some people have tattoos of, of it on on their body. Uh, it's called like the Boston Memories uh, station, right? It was like W Jib. You can still listen to W Jib on the web. It's kind of a the cult, jib, yeah. the, jib, the Jib, a cult following. But then my mom and my uncle uh, were were heavily like they stopped we were just talking to my mom about this the other day she just stopped listening to music like in 1969 like current music in 1969 and <laughs> and it's all it was all doo-wop all like we had like a um a jukebox in the house all 45s and oldies just playing all the time and it's still like that in their house now and like a player piano with piano rolls of like uh mac the knife or like yeah. <laughs> you know uh and then my uncle, who I, you know, we all lived. With, it was like a three-family house. It was like grandfather, grandmother, two uncles, uh, like a aunt and a couple dogs, and mom and dad. 
And uh, my uncle ha- was paranoid schizophrenic, um, like homicidal, suicidal, like heavily <laughs> medicated and was like a kind of a sadhu, kind of like a holy man and would just wear all black and have all these like chains on and all these like saint medals and just had long fingernails and toenails and and just laid on the porch all day, all night, chain smoking and just playing records. And um, and he had I have his whole record collection now, but uh, tons of, you know, Rolling Stones and all that stuff. And that's always been an obsession. But he even had, um, you know, this is like the early 80s, he even had some Sonic Youth records and some kind of goth industrial records. And um, <clears throat> he, was, he would go to record shops a lot and kind of just like I think he'd pull in anything he saw a woman on the cover. Uh, like so like that's i think kim gordon you know i think that's how he ended up with that but uh like he had that dwarves record with like the bloody nudity on the cover yeah yeah. you know (laughs) i think just just for that but i think that's how he got into sleep chamber and the smashing pumpkins and yeah and boss hog yeah totally (laughs) oh uh, yeah but just it was just for the female quality but he had all the old you know rock and roll records and just was spinning those incessantly and i was just always listening to rock and roll yeah you got a buttload of fucking music memory and now you mentioned player piano was there any other instruments in the pad there was some you know my mom used to play drums used to play guitar and violin and no i didn't know that uh, but like not back when she was a teenager so there's some old junky instruments around but the player piano is like the main instrument around so no one knew how to play it we just played the roles you put you the scroll, <laughs> yeah the roles in there people this was like an early version of a sequencer yeah totally <laughs> they had these papers big scrolls with holes in them and that's how it told what keys to hit some of them had whole bands right they had drum sets in them and shit yeah, 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 totally. There's a museum nearby us called the uh, the Bryant Stove Bryant Museum. Stove, yeah. We bought a wood stove from there years ago, but they have a a museum of all that stuff, Nickelodeons and and player pianos and. Yeah, uh, now now, can uh, can I ask you about uh, school? Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? No, 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 not at all. I was like didn't like other kids and I didn't want to be in school. <laughs> well, I just asked <laughs> so because I, I, I didn't some, participate, you know, well, some schools I, I got rid of adults uh, who played poker all the time, you know, well, some schools got rid of their arts and music program. That's why I asked that. That's why yeah, we totally. started as a uh, silver Lake Con- Con- uh, conservatory of music, because when he went back to where he learned trumpet, they had gotten rid of the program. So that's why I just, you know, uh, okay, let me ask you this. Uh, the first album you bought with your own money, uh, it's hard to say for that reason because my uncle would just come down and start giving me sure. some of the records he but thought I, I liked. I asked that because you ain't got a lot of money when you're a kid, so like you yeah. spend yeah. it. And, I think and, it was and probably remember it's a one from Pedro show. There's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was probably punk records. I like you know because I had all the rock records that were his and all the certain other curiosities and kind of was getting starting to hear like indie records and stuff. He had some of that and. I kind of became aware of a little scraps, but then I started to see, you know, um, like punk people on the street and it was participatory, you know, like there's, I was like, oh, well, I should start looking into that because it's something I can actually go to the show. And, and what what town uh, was this? In Boston. Oh, but okay. They had a scene yeah. real early. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in bands when I was like Scruffy 15. the Cat and DMZ and then later with Hardcore Jerry's Kid and Gang Green yeah. and 
played with Kane Green, one of their first things. There was a club there called The Channel. It burned down uh, later on. There was The Rat and stuff like this. But, yeah, um, I grew up with The Rat, totally. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy at the door with the voice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. 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 <laughs> they had these lights, too, that were like for a theater, but it was like about five foot foot off your head. So just, especially the drummer like, yeah, man. Drummer man would head, get yeah. fucking melted because they couldn't move Georgie. Oh, my God. So, uh, uh, so okay, uh, after school, I mean, you know, while you're still going to school, like grade school or, or junior high shit, and there's the basement band, the, the bedroom band, the garage band. Did you do shit like that? Yeah, I played in a band starting at like 15 at my parents' house. Uh, it was like kind of a like crusty punk band, and we were called Six Emperor Tyrannus, and then... <laughs> Uh, named after like the but, but John Booth, yeah, John Wilkes Booth <laughs> yeah. said that as he shot Mr. Lincoln. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> jumped, and he jumped off the balcony. <laughs> but, but his heel got caught in the curtain, right? So he breaks his yeah, fucking leg. Totally, yeah. yeah, it was kind of like a Oops. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but, uh, so what? 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 What, mach- what machine did you jump on? I was the singer. Um, ah, I, the voice. Okay. Yeah, I was. That was my role for a long time with with music uh i started you know that band and we kept kind of changing our approach a little bit but then then i wasn't in bands for a really long time but was like always interested in sound and making a lot of tapes and field recordings but kind of just became a kind of like a vagabond like art terrorist you know (laughs) like getting back into (laughs) instruments later on kind of saved my ass you know (laughs) okay okay i want to play something from taboo you haven't told me how that got together but Something called Silver Strands.
Live from P-Rush, y'all. That chunk of music, we start off with Silver Strands from Taboo, which, by the way, listeners, that's a late uh, model Taboo. I, the chronology's <laughs> kind of fucked up because Watt had to fit, fit things in time-wise. And these cats, Taboo likes to really, you know, work it out. <laughs> the twenty-eight. I couldn't put the 28-minute baby here or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but it's beautiful, Silver Strands. And then Ignore That Door. Uh, Richard Hell found the master tapes to his second album and remixed it and put it out and sent it to me. And uh, that's uh, Ignore That Door. Great tune. Barry Burko band after that. Uh, he's got this big old fucking symphony. I think this is the fifth, sixth uh, part. And it's Creedy Karawala. Can't remember the name of the big piece. But he did this whole fucking thing on a leash, right? I felt, right? They come with garage band and virtual instruments. So I don't want to hear anybody making excuses about not being able to record some pieces, okay? Uh, Joe Cardamore after that. Cardamone, sorry, Joe. Uh, he's got a, it's called Quarantina, huh? It's uh, about this situation. This is part two. He's got the same, you know, what what do you call it when it, uh, the lemons come raining, right? It, it, you turn into lemonade makers, right? So that's what these cats are doing. A wrong horse after that from the Helbians, brand new out of England. Obama's Prendon. This is a band for 40 years made about 10,000 songs, did five gigs. And they're still going through the archives. A Skullduggery made uh, Model Home after that. And they're current right now. Great band. D.C. area. Show Me Soul. Hands Rotten out of Switzerland with Impro Bass. I'm kind of partial. Andy Kerr, he was on last episode. Uh, for a long time, he didn't we didn't know his name, right? He was he who could not be named, and he's helping out the uh, no means knows guys. But punctured, and finally, Saluki salute taboo. So, Bon, now your turn. Your earliest musical recollection, please. Well, the first uh, my my father was really religious, and so we weren't really allowed to listen to uh, secular music, right? And my friend who was who uh, was so cool, she was this like punk girl who there was nobody punk. I grew up in New Jersey. There was nobody really punk in my high school that I that I knew of, and uh, well, the, she gave me um, a Sinead O'Connor tape. It was actually before high school, and um, and I listened to it in a on a Walkman in my in my bed, and I felt like I was like, it was so so deeply uh, sinful, you know, and I and I really loved it. I like was like, oh, this is this is amazing, and and then. Um, and then my father left this world, and I was able to really like expand into music. And and but you know I didn't really know where to find underground music or anything like that. So I was really just listening to uh, like I would watch 120 minutes on MTV and just write down the band names that I thought were cool, and then go to the tape uh, the tape store in my town, and and they would order it for me. And that was really fun. I would just buy like lots of weird random tapes and then um and then you know i got into i just would go to like hardcore shows because it was new jersey and that's what there was to do and and that was really fun i just loved the energy i loved like getting beaten up like in the pit and everything <laughs> you know and then oh can uh, i ask you can i ask you music wise when you were like a kid did you sing in church uh i said i would sing i would just always sing i always would make up songs like in bed when i would go to sleep and just so you always... did have a music thing even though yeah no secular yeah but you still had yeah. some kind of music uh like hankering or yeah i was i always loved it i would love to dance and just i mean music is always really 
been important, um, but you know, it was just limited uh, earlier. And then it was limited for a long time. And then when I was in college, I was in a, uh, these these cool girls asked me to be in their band called, and uh, we called it Jenny. And uh, one of the girls took me to go see U.S. Maple in Philly. And that really like changed things for me a lot because, you know, I'd been watching a lot of, uh, you know, uh, very mainstream or kind of um, no bands that were really that gritty, like to that point, because it was all polished for MTV, you know. Yeah. And um, you're talking that, Philly, so you're talking the Delaware River. Uh, were you by Trenton? There used to be a club there, right? City Gardens. I used to play. Oh yeah, the there were City Gardens. Yeah, but I, well, I grew up in like in like northern New Jersey, or kind of like outside of outside of the city. But then I went to school in um in in Philly. So, but didn't you skip a a, a whole pretty important musical chapter in your life? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like the like New York club scene? Yeah, I mean. That taught me about rhythm. I would, when I was 15, I would just go to, there was something called NASA happening at this place called The Shelter. And, um, and you just go there on Friday night and it was just like, just insane beats. It just, it was, you know, cause I play drums on Taboo mostly. And, um, and the first instrument I played was bass. I've just always been interested in. Were you, were, in, you, were you on bass and Jenny? Yeah. And what was your first bass? You know, I'm a little partial to this history. <laughs> what was your first bass? <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I just bought something like uh, it was it was cheap and small. had four um, strings, four big strings, four big strings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and and your first amp, just something, uh, something loud. <laughs> it was some no, it was tiny. You know, oh. it was it was just like a little practice amp, like a 112. You know, oh, no. nothing oh, no. nothing amazing. Oh no, because that, 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 yeah, you're almost miming it, right? Especially when the drums kick in. <laughs> so, well, that's why she had to switch to drums. Yeah. Okay, that's right, right. Well, but the kick drum is kind of a big. Uh, what about the first Jenny gig? What was that like? Uh, it was. Um, I was so nervous. I, mean, I was. No, no, I know what you me. mean. And Chris, yeah. I didn't ask you about your. What was that band? Six Emperor Tyrannus. Six Emperor Tyrannus. I got, got to ask you about that gig uh, when we get to you back. But tell Abon, uh, tell me about this first Jenny gig. Oh, was there pants shitter? Was that? And Pedro, we call them pants shitters. If you're scared, oh, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. It was just <laughs> like, like shitting a pecan log, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was it was, uh, you know, in some kind of like rec room. It wasn't at this college that I went to. It was at a different one, and and there was strangers there and. The drummer, she kept on kind of uh, going off in different directions, which was making it hard to to uh, keep that bait going, you know. <laughs> she would speed up and slow down and, you know, which is, it was just amazing. But it was so fun. And after that, I was like, oh, that's, that's just what I wanted to do. You were hooked, do. right? The, bu- the bug bit it. you. The bug bit you. Now, now mm-hmm. uh, were you guys doing your own material or was it covers? No, we did our own material. Yeah, yeah. that's bitching. That's bitching. Because yeah. me and D Boom were younger. You didn't do that. You copied fucking records like idiots. Yeah, <laughs> and you tried to be like, you know, it was like building models. You wouldn't even do your own fucking version. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people still talk about the 70s. I said, man, give me a shovel, motherfucker. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so, Bon, how'd you meet Chris? Uh, we, it was um, after school, and we were both living in Philly, and my band. Uh, I was in a band called Canopy then, and we were playing, and uh, and Chris, um, Chris's band was playing that same show randomly, and we just met up and 
kind of well can i yeah tell the story a little <laughs> bit uh i was in a a group called mating dance that kind of de- uh ended up absorbing bonnie and that's how we started playing together but we were like quote unquote living in in philly we were really just living on a 40-foot bus that we were kind of like drifting around on like doing migrant work and like sort of going on tour but sort of just like crash landing in cities and then eventually playing a show and uh so we were playing this show in philly in a basement and uh, my bandmate came up and there was a really loud noisy band in the the like downstairs and i was like kind of headed down there and they rushed up and they were like you gotta come downstairs and see this band right now and i went down and it was Bon playing drums and our friend Jake playing guitar, just totally thrashing it out. Uh, just complete improvised, just onslaught. But with all of these kind of uh, textures coming through um, and, you know, I kind of got in just in time to see Bon just collapse into the drums and all the drums fall over and her hands were all bloody and she was just like <laughs> screaming in the in the like uh, like collapsed drum set but jake's like still playing and then that was kind of the end of the set and i was like it was kind of like instantly like love at first sight i was like okay this is this is her you know and then like uh and then i was going over being real complimentary and she just kind of ignored me and just split and went home and then like uh she she didn't see our band play that night i don't think (laughs) but you know what first encounters only happen once i hear so, yeah <laughs> look we're at the end of the first hour but it's beautiful because look what happened uh march 3 2021 dish Watt peter show special guest chris and bond bond and chris formerly of taboo hold tight for our two march 3 2021 second hour of the Watt for pedro show <laughs>
And of course there are three palms, each bearing three things to offer to those who are born with only left hands. Who do we please? Who do we pray to? On whose feet do we lay a bit of concerns? Who's wept weather? Do we collect and feed it to whom? Whose thirst shall we quench? On whose behalf do we call? On whose altar we must heap all our finest? Our firstborn of places, garlands of eardrums, fuse coral like bracelets of vice sockets, well polished, beaded tooth mail shirts, armor of spirits, ultimate opposite, opposite ultimate, ultimate opposite, opposite ultimate, gold shadow gray ripple from rotation central to every portal. Backlash of vile, deep humoric slippage, landslide of lungs as bellows burst in the backdraft. Talents raised above the codes, a threshold for pelter. Marked by the martyr, the magi, the roarer, howling hunting Oceans and 
Strands on which giant children dance. Strands on which giant children prance. Strands on which giant children play. And for fun, eviscerate and hoard trophies gleaned from thee. Carry on, they find there. Discarded by the greedy and gluttonous sea that has already sucked the souls from the carcass. for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Maiden Dance from uh, a live uh, version of Discipline. Who, uh, Discipline. Discipline Conquers Hesitation. Yeah, it was a Red Crayola song, I think. Discipline Conquers Hesitation. Oh, yeah, ben Salter after that. Uh, he's from Tasmania. Well, that's where he's living now. And fantastic display. And finally, Enchanted. Finally. There's three songs. Why? <laughs> yeah, with collect, collect carcassy, collect carcassy, collect carcassy. That's a trippy word. From taboo. <laughs> so, so uh, no, no, from enchanted, not taboo. So you got to tell, uh, uh, enlighten both me and the listeners with uh, mating dance and enchanted, because this is on the road to taboo, right? Yeah, mating dance is kind of the, um, kind of pre-taboo was uh there's changing roster all the time there's kind of like a core crew of us uh myself stefan christoph annapurna and uh suzanne stone and then other people would come and go all the time because we were completely nomadic we just lived on buses and in vans and cars and just brought everything everywhere with us we didn't have any place to live and then uh kind of yeah we just crash land in places and that kind of all blew apart like in philly you know we just kind of tried to we're trying to make things as extreme as possible and kind of live as feral as 
we possibly could and and push the envelope and kind of change reality like we would often just not even tell people we would tell people our names were different names in different towns and (laughs) lots of like misinformation you know all the time there was like it's kind of like uh trying to have like post posthumous like infamy while you're still alive you know but like uh, but then by the time we got to philly it all imploded we just kind of pushed it too hard and then it all felt it all just blew up and then we absorbed bond at that point and then uh there's then there is everything kind of came apart again and bond and i were doing a, a group called asbestos on ice with um another fellow um tim fife timothy fife and then that was more like heavy, heavy tape manipulation that Mating Dance is doing a lot too, just kind of trying to split reality, get just really deep into these imaginal spaces. And we're pulling apart lots of a kind of being like terroristic to just spaces we'd inhabit and try to get as much of a reaction sort of from like, like pissing the spirits off that live there and, and then having a bunch of chaos ensue and kind of dancing around in it. But, uh, and that included some of the tape manipulation stuff, just like vortexes of, of uh, m- like mangled tapes. And then that kind of continued into asbestos and ice as like people were finding different. This is our transition into like trying to live in a house finally. And then uh, once we could solidify a place to live and have equipment, uh, taboo kind of just happened with with Stefan from Mating Dance. And that was we were a trio for a long time. Um, and eventually we got another guitar player asa irons and so there's different eras of taboo it was like it went on for maybe how long 12 13 years so there's different where does enchanted fit is enchanted between mate and dance and taboo enchanted was when asa would go on tour by himself and and then we'd have to like have side projects so enchanted would happen it'd be a different lineup too uh but it was always me and stefan and sometimes Bond, and it was, uh, Enchanted was like kind of the result of, I was writing novels, and um, so I just had way too many lyrics, because I was just writing, writing, writing all the time, so we'd end up having to do these kind of more poetry-based performances. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I want to play some Taboo, uh, Unknown on the Earth. Remain hidden 
Grinding stone, gray and thick 
some kind of party here?
from Pedro's show. That chunk of music started off with Taboo doing Unknown on Earth. Then Sean Lennon with Jimmy's thing. And finally, it's another big three song chunk there, but very fucking happening. Still Reflections from Taboo. And so, Taboo was the stable unit, right? For like, yeah, that, you say, 12, yeah. 13 years? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like you're saying, well, like Taboo would go, people would leave. And so Taboo kind of morphed into other things to deal with the situation. Like you writing a lot of spiel or somebody not in town to be part of the band. Yeah, that, that would happen. We were real adaptable, but we were real fixed. You know, like we, we practiced every Saturday for like 12 so or 13 fun. years. Yeah. And, uh, and but, Stefan, Stefan, Chris and I were always involved in it. Yeah, Taboo was always Stefan. So there was like a core, right? Uh, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. then we had Saturday. Like Andy right, Andy Neubauer also for a while. And then Saturday's always the practice day. Yeah, exactly. Totally. For, <laughs> yeah, for over a decade. And uh, you always recorded these? Not always. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you What do you mean? Like, you know, turn record. on the recorder. <laughs> well, I mean. Recorded the practices? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bits and pieces. Yeah, not all the time. I mean, There's we like, never hardly did that, but I've heard of people that do that. They put, they record every fucking practice. Right. <laughs> we, we'd almost always come away with some recording as yeah. homework, but uh, not yeah. not like the entire thing. No, exactly. <laughs> where where was the first Taboo gig? Oh, my God. Oh, we were trying to remember this. We couldn't. I think it was in Philly. I think the first Taboo gig was... In Philly at uh, that space? at Jake Space, which was an old place where they made battleship parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the river. It was in uh, up in North Philly. Oh yeah, one time I took the Amtrak from New York City. It's like hundred miles, right? And they drive. It's kind of beat up there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a real battered <laughs> part of town. Yeah, in the... a little bit. You know, there was a mothball. Uh, maybe there still is. There's a mothball. F- f- people don't realize it, but Philly was a Navy town. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, my pop. In fact, there was a, a sailor saying "toot toot Philadelphia." <laughs> you can believe that shit. I mean, it's hard to uh, convince people. So you can't remember that first gig, uh, but. Uh, so I think we, yeah, no, we remembered it. We just had this discussion recently, though. Okay. We were like, there's got to be one before that, but the, that that seems to be the it, you know? And we we had, were making tons of alcohol at the time, so we ended up having, like, a like mul- I think two whole cases of weird beer that we made, like, kind of, like, uh, herbal-infused concoction beer. And then, and we typically would do that. We'd bring, like, whole cases of uh, honey mead that we'd make on tour, too. But this first show, I think we, like, we're like, all right, we made enough beer for the whole tour. <laughs> and, and it all got drank that night. You know, it's like, it's all got distributed, you know? <laughs> yeah. But but this gig was, a, the first gig was a success. Yeah. Sort of. I can't, yeah. It kind of... It got really good at some point. Like playing live, but uh, it's definitely tricky at first uh, understanding how to play that, you know, because I love playing live music um, because you can't stop. You can't you can't, uh, you know, try to you know say, oh, that didn't sound good. You just have to keep going. And and so um, we were able to do it. We were always able to perform uh, We're typically able to perform like to our best uh, 
it's the best that we could at that moment. But, but not it, not really at this point yet. Yeah, <laughs> we, it was it was rough, but I, I mean it was still. It was like a reformatting with mating dance and uh, especially it was like it was almost entire. There was concepts, there was themes, you know, there was there was material that we were about, and we were we like had a there was a lot of dialogue. We we you know we were living in van buses and vans together we never stopped talking we never stopped being mating dance ever and so we we had a lot of things that we were expressing that were specific but there was uh the backbone was improvisational but when we switched to taboo we were trying to play songs and trying to be this kind of fucked up rock band and so the earliest taboo shows there was like a mix of that stuff of being like there's a plan and there's sure. not a plan. Mm -hmm. and and so we, you know, the Stooges were really like that. You know, the Stooges, when they were psychedelic Stooges, yeah. the gigs were one song. Yeah. And then when yeah, they got totally. signed and became Stooges, they had to write songs. John Cale had them in the what's it, Chelsea Hotel, right? Yeah. yeah. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, March 3, 2021 edition. What Peter Show special guest, Chris Bon Bon, Chris Taboo. Hold tight. Hold tight for our three. March 3, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
Yeah. 
for Pedro show start off the third hour with mate and dance I know people the chronology's fucked up I'm sorry I had to fit it all in there <laughs> okay because this is actually before taboo right it turns into taboo uh, the woodworker and then crane after that with uh, doing a minute man or his take on a minute man so life is a rehearsal network glass the Evan Lipson people we gotta give credit he Philly cat stand up bass man and he made the connect with uh, Bonham Chris here, but he also turned me on to door in Baltimore, and this guy, whoa, talk about trippy fucking music, and um, I don't know how to pronounce this, O-C-S-K, Ox, <laughs> uh, Network Glass, that's his unit, and then End to Infinity, Taboo, so th- there came an end to, to Infinity <laughs> with Taboo, right, uh, Taboo ends. Yeah, yeah, uh, there just there's a couple more tours after that like that was like the 2015 era and they're playing a lot with uh deep with our our friend asa irons who is also playing guitar and you can tell the difference on that era of taboo there's this other guitar voicing that's like real uh like kind of uh, melodic kind of like um you know at that point people would be like what are your inspirations and we'd be like oh well like uh, Scotland, yeah. uh, like uh, <laughs> J- like J.K. Hoistman's, like uh, uh, like cinema, like the scene from Possession where what's her name, Isabella Isabel, Johnny, yeah. like goes in into subway. a fit yeah. in the subway. Yeah. You know, like we we weren't really meant talking about. We were kind of just like processing all these concepts. But yeah, Asa was uh, bringing in a real like amazing uh, kind of invoking. Uh, like kind of all of history, <laughs> you know. So, mm-hmm. Well, I don't um, want to put a damper in the pamper, but why did the proj end? Asa moved on to other things. Stefan moved on to other things. We'd been going for so long, and then um, we live in a really rural area. People kind of just came and went, you know. Like we're like, all right, I've got to move, go live, go do something else. And then the last couple uh, tours we were incorporating a lot of other stuff. We have like a whole other kind of current in our history of putting on all these like crazy events and uh, up here in, in the sticks and and that were really participatory kind of ceremonial. Well, some of them were big like, uh, <clears throat> uh, like music festivals, but some were kind of like these uh, bizarre arcane games that mm-hmm. we'd play in the woods, you know, that, uh, that were really kind of like, being deep in the landscape and in the kind of seasonal pattern. That was like a whole nature of taboo as well. It was a lot to carry, but then, um, and it involved like everyone being on board. But then, uh, yeah, we were kind of bringing some of those elements up more out in public towards the end. We're like involving a lot of astrological significations. Like we'd like be dressed in all one color one night and all another color the next night and like uh, have totally different sets for each night. Um, and then, why did things exactly end also like the uh the last couple tours we played we we weren't getting booked with any other bands anymore there was less bands everyone was playing techno Mm -hmm. uh but kind of playing like solo techno 
to people who aren't dancing, you know, like it's, it's this the scene where the, there's this one guy at a table and he pushes a space bar and a crap top. Exactly. Yeah. And so there, there was, it went from there being like, you know, there could be like a thousand people at a show to be like lucky if there's 15 and it's just like someone with a computer. And so the, the tours just weren't as engaging either. And I mean, we're still doing stuff with sound and, you know, we have a plan to, to come back with a vengeance, but we're sure, kind of sure. waiting for the, the world to, to reorganize. Lots waiting you know? too. Lots waiting too. I want to play Don't Listen to Hiss.
can only do one thing a day. I can't do several things. Like I used to do two or three things in one day. But I can't do that anymore. I get tired. I get way too tired. So I do one thing a day. And today I came here. Now I'll go home in a little while. When I get there, I take my clothes off and get into bed. And then I look at the TV. I did the one thing. And then I get back home. I'm tired. And I relax. The bed is good for that. And so is the TV.
for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Don't listen to his. Taboo. Then David Greenberger with Prime Lens. Float down the street. He's a New England cat. And finally, Asbestos on Ice, Fertile Crescents. Uh, asbestos on Ice, I forgot. Where's this in the timeline? It's like kind of a between mating dance and Taboo. It was when Chris and I were just living by ourselves. And we were playing with another guy who is just genius. And it was just fun. We would just really just do whatever we wanted. Um, yeah, he does a lot of uh, scores for, like, B-movies and horror movies, Tim Timothy Fife, And so it was fun to get to play with him. And he brought around, like, a lot of synthesizers. And, and yeah, we would just get totally experimental. And when you gave a project another name, it it kind of had a... Because, right, they're all coming from the same core, but they get different names because they got kind of different, uh, I don't know, spirit or uh, manifest? Definitely. Yeah, oh, totally. Okay, okay. And Asbestos and Ice was also just sort of Bon and I's name for our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it's not mate and dance. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. No. Child free. Yeah, totally. right, right, right. <laughs> right. You'd rather play for children than biologically. Yeah, that's that's why, too. Okay. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a son of a sailor, you can imagine. Now, uh, <laughs> now let's, let's get up to 2021. Uh, and, you know, the situation and stuff. Have you guys been composing? Uh, now Taboo's been put away. And you're you're uh, you're putting together something else, right? Do you have a name for it? Have you been getting yeah. creative on it? Yeah, there's there's something in the works uh, with uh, a fellow, our old friend Ryan Reilly. He was in L.A. Drugs and Dreamhouse and uh, and Rotten Apples and Ergot Rot and uh, Bone Rattle. Um, and we all he was kind of in our world, but we were like parallels like he were, those were the bands we would play with. But it wasn't our band. Uh, but he just came out. and We've been cooking up something called Death Equation that I think that's going to be what we drop next. If we if we drop, <laughs> if and when we drop, <laughs> death, death, we will. Every, nothing was canceled. Everything's just postponed. So, yeah, so, yeah. Death Equation. OK, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> From mating dance to death equation. Right. Yeah, like yeah, we're almost that, there. That's yeah. the complete arc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. That we can but but it seems like it seems like okay, Chris and Bond's got this core, and then when the the third cat or more comes, that's what kind of uh, like the rudder of the boat or something, or the keel or the bow, yeah, or the sail. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> It's just it's just helpful to have like a a third member. Um, I don't know, like we 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 have jammed together, but it just it really benefits from a third person. Yeah, I can't yeah. describe it. It's just 
Yeah, something happens with triangulation. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've been doing it all these years. I mean, there, there must be a... a, a it must be, be fucking happening. It's not like a torture thing. And then when it runs out of gas, <laughs> it runs out of gas, and you guys evolve. That To me, that's... Uh, you know, instead of just beating and flogging and shit, you know, you just... You, I, I like this idea. I think it's great. Is is there somewhere people can find you on the internet? <laughs> uh, well, we used to be real known for not being on there at all, but oh, okay. we're on there. There's, <laughs> there, there's a, a we. Oh no, I mean, we were kind of like not against it. We were into the obscurity. We were like, all right, well, whatever. Like, you know, find us, find us up in East Bumfuck if yeah. you can, or, or you come know? to the but, fucking gig. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But there's a there's some scraps on there. There's like a band camp, and there's like some YouTube videos and all that kind of thing. You know? Okay, okay, but there ain't no. Uh, Death Equation website yet? No. Oh yeah. no no no. Yeah, Death Equation is probably going to be like you'll know you know you'll know when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> like when they play your town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> De- by the way, with all this touring you did, you were talking mainly like Northeast. Did you ever make it to Cali? Oh yeah yeah yeah, to- yeah we toured all around the country all the time. And you we were never... he- you were Taboo was in SoCal. Yeah. Yeah, we played L.A. a few times. What uh, part? What, what what pad? We played in the the handbag factory. Oh, oh yeah, 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 downtown. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I played there once. The, that that whole area. That, that, that's actually was the old, old Skid Row. I mean, it was really yeah, heavy. Totally. It's where all yeah. the drogas. And, but it's changed. People live there. They're trying to uh, like uh, be like Manhattan. You live in the city. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, totally. Yeah. That's yeah, really different for SoCal. And you play Neko Park. Now, there's been a, a club scene there for a while. Yeah. The Echo yeah. and Echo Plex and stuff. God damn. And then I, I want to break my leg off of my ass for not seeing you. Oh, nice. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody once told me what? The only thing new is you finding out about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel no. that way a lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Look, yeah. I think it's part of being human. Unless you're a yeah. fucking know-it-all, you know, and whatever the fuck. You don't have to learn anymore. Life is a giant classroom, right? I mean, I have a feeling Death Equation's first show is going to be in L.A. That's kind of the plan. Oh. So we'll, we'll give we'll you, you yeah, we'll hit you up. Yeah. Okay, no, yeah, Pedro, come in the harbor. Or or maybe the desert. There's very experimental yeah, scene out there and shit. Totally. That yeah. might be what it is. Like the other dude in the in the triangulation uh, did a ton of uh, big raves out in the Mojave. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, like, Oh, you raves. didn't say Mojave. <laughs> Mojave, yeah. yeah. You know, I was crossing yeah. the Mojave, and all I had chow was jalapenos, tortillas, and fried joles. Yeah. <laughs> scorpion yeah. tits. Yeah, people say that shit. Because we say, P- they, well, I came here when I was nine from Virginia, but they say Pedro. But that's the only word they fuck up in the bridge, and the beach is Cabrillo. But we don't say fucking <laughs> fried joles. Look, it's been a big honor. When you get Death Equation recorded, will you come back on the show and we can talk about the music? Oh, the certainly. Thank you. Uh, Chris and Bond, thank you so much. Big honor to have you aboard. People, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. Honor's all ours. Yeah, Sorry, keep on keeping yeah. on. People, March 3, 2021, just what Peter should keep your powder dry. <laughs>